When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Dungeon of Doom. Ben, we have ourselves a winning streak here in Detroit. Big win against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Defense makes a nice stand there at the end. Go to Chicago against the hottest quarterback in the NFL on the ground, Justin Fields, and they do it again uh, in pretty dramatic fashion too. Yeah, it's just uh, it's my second time in four seasons I've covered a winning streak. So that's how dark <laughs> it's been around here. But for sure, I mean, forcing four incompletions inside the 20-yard line against Aaron Rodgers, and then you get 147 rushing yards from Fields, a 67-yard touchdown, and you got to wrangle them on the last uh, the last time the Bears had the ball to kind of seal it. And I mean, that young defense, two weeks in a row, they, they did what they had to do. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. There were bodies flying everywhere, but they still got it done. On that fourth down play at the end there, literally so as well. Just, I mean, Joey Nacuara is down on the ground, right? Gets back up on his feet, makes the the game-saving play on, on fourth down, the game, you know, the, the the tackle that sealed that win. Got a really exciting uh, show on tap today. We're, we're going to talk to, to uh, Dan Miller, the play-by-play man, who had just a, a fabulous call, as he always does in, in moments like these. It's just, it's, it's just crazy to me how often that guy hits, you know, in those kind of moments. And, um... I'm, I'm sure. I mean, some people, so many people have already heard it. Probably right. Get, get him down. Get, get him, down. him down. It's good stuff. So we'll talk to Dan, and then we've got a bunch of members of the team and their vantage points of ten point eight seconds Man. on that fourth and long play, um, and then of course with Julian Aquara getting the sack uh, at the end to seal the win. So we're talking to Julian. We got Alex Anzalone. We got Aaron Glenn. Um, Jeff Okuda, who had to run his ass off for ten point eight seconds in coverage, it was just a a wild play. Ben, you were on hand for the game with me at Soldier Field. What was your reaction to that play up in the press box? Like in the midway point of that play, it's like this is still the same snap. Like it was kind of like my goodness. Like seriously, Julian gets that first snap on him. Hits the deck. And then you see Alex. Oh, they're going to get him here. Nope. Oh, my God. Justin Fields is still on his feet and looking downfield. I mean, we had literally been watching that for the previous, like, 58 minutes in that game. I mean, they were running a crazy little college-style offense where he's literally just running for his life and flicking stuff in the air taking off. So it's like, okay, here it comes. He's going to get a first down, and they're going to have to hold. I mean, in my head, probably at that five-second mark, it was like Fields is going to make something out of this. So just uh, – just unbelievable. I mean, there were like three missed tackles on a game ceiling play, and you just don't mm. see that. That's rare, just absolutely rare. And I'll just throw in some props for Dan Miller, too. I mean, he deserves to be mentioned with the Calvin Johnsons and Matthew Staffords of the world <laughs> that would be appreciated more if they were with a winning organization, but just one of the best at what he does and just a legendary call that has really resonated with the fan base. Yeah, no doubt. The Bears press box is by far, I would say the smallest in the league, you know, you're pretty cramped. And uh, I think they've kind of reconfigured things a little bit, but for years when we would go there, one of the most unique things about the the press box there is that, you know, in most stadiums you go to the team personnel, right? The general managers, the presidents and so forth, they have their own suite, but because soldier field is so cramped, it's, I think it's like the smallest stadium in the league, which is crazy. They have in the press box, they have, the, they used to have the front office sitting 
right next to us, like 20 feet, 30 (laughs) feet away. There's no wall or anything. So it was kind of a weird dynamic that has since changed. I noticed the past going back to last year and then this year as well, that did change, but that is all to say, Ben, that it's a cramped press box. And I don't know who it was up there, but there was somebody definitely cheering for the bears. I'm sure you heard it too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it absolutely. was jarring because I think the first rule of, of journalism school is, you know, don't cheer in the press box. Yeah. And I heard this guy cheering and cheering about the game. And, uh, you know, that play, the, the final fourth on those fourth and eight, right. You know, they come at him, Julian Aquara misses him, goes to the ground. Alex Anzalone goes after him, misses him, goes to the ground. Julian Aquara gets back up on his feet, goes after him. I mean, all this happens in 10.8 seconds before they finally bear hug. Justin Fields to basically to basically end the game. And I just hear yep. I don't know if you could hear in the microphone, but it was just somebody banging on the table. And it was that I guess for me that was like, wow, I, I just watched a play for 10 seconds. And then, you know, I heard the the reaction and <laughs> and we're sitting so close. You you sit just like a matter of feet away from the fans to yeah. at your own feet um because of the way it's set up. And I remember just looking around and there's a guy right in front of us bare chested <laughs> and he had been like cheering and on his feet and trying to lead cheers throughout the game and he's just so pissed off and had his hand he had his head in his hands like <laughs> i don't know that's just some of the the visuals some of the like uh memories that i have from watching a, a really a, a remarkable play oh absolutely and it's uh, you know every time we go to soldier field somebody bangs on the freaking table behind us and scares the crap out of us because i remember like you said we were sitting right in front of the lions executives in 2019 and uh Jeff Driscoll's pass hits the ground and I thought the press box was caving in on me and it was just an angry GM kicking the <laughs> table in front of him. But geez, <laughs> you talk so, about a small press box. I eat that press box alive. Every person <laughs> I walk behind, I'm bumping. Oops, sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, for those who don't know, Ben's about eight foot five, give or take. <laughs> so I guess one thing we've been talking about this week, Ben, um, and then we'll get to our guests is, you know, the it, it, what does this win mean, right? It's, I mean, it's the NFL, so every week has to be a referendum. Uh, and what's going on it's sometimes a bit much but I do think that there's something to be said right now for where this team is trending and it was in such a bad place there at the start of the year five straight losses I mean they they couldn't do uh you know they couldn't do anything right and the, had the worst defense in the league and then they fire their defensive backs coach they trade their pro bowl tight end across the division and they haven't lost since and I know that Green—I mean, Green Bay was—that was their fifth loss in a row when Detroit beat them. So they were struggling. And the Bears, for as exciting as Justin Fields is, like Justin Fields is not a complete quarterback. I think he completed what twelve passes in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bears are—I mean, they're in last place in the North right now. So no one is saying, "Hey, like the Lions are back. They're going to make some run at the playoffs." But they are trending in the right direction. They are doing the things that winning teams do. Look at the Bears. They missed an extra point. They made penalties that gave the Lions new life, including on a Jared Goff interception, which led directly to a touchdown, which brought the Lions within seven. And then Fields throws a a pick six right to Jeff Okuda. Boom, tie game. I mean, the Bears did the things the Lions normally do to lose games. The Lions did the things that winning teams do to win games in this league, that win on, on these like narrow margins. Um, and I think the rise of the defense has been particularly impressive. Nine points against the Packers two weeks ago. And I mean, I, I've, I mean I've covered, I don't know, close to 20 games uh, from Aaron Rodgers, and I've never seen him look that bad and that frustrated against Detroit. And then, you know, Fields got his on the ground last week, but they did their best to contain him, particularly through the air. And 
especially down the stretch. And that's what, I mean, hey, you're going to face good players in this league. You just have to make the winning plays. And for so long, the Lions haven't. The last two weeks with the defense on the field at the most critical moments, they did. I guess how much are you buying into what they're doing, Ben, and and, and how much of this can uh, be a greater trend forward, uh, you know, a real sign of, of progress for this team down the stretch? I, I am lightly, cautiously buying into it just because they're doing things that they haven't done. I mean, we're seeing takeaways. We're seeing fourth down stops. We're seeing third down stops. I mean, they did, outside of fields going nuts, they corralled Chicago's pretty talented backfield for the most part. And like you said, I mean, I think it was 12 completions for fields. And I mean, that was, he was running for his life just to get guys open. I mean, Lions guys, I mean, six, seven second plays. So I, I think it's validation, you know, for weeks, felt like years we were told how close they are. Oh, we're close. We're close. We're close. Now they're actually doing it. Now it's actually happening. And it, it is validation that they're heading in the right direction. It's validation that they've got the right young defensive pieces. It's validation that they've got the right guys in place and that the, they can win these close games that they've been talking about for what already feels like eons. So it's just, uh, you know, don't fire Super Bowl tickets just yet, but it's validation that it's heading in the right direction. And, and it's a good thing. As we'll get into in the conversation um, that we have with some of the guys coming up, the thing that stuck with me, and I actually built my column around it coming out of the game on Sunday, was talking to Alex Anzalone in the locker room um, after that game. And he, he mentioned the words confidence and swagger. And I followed up. I, I'm, I'm, like, it just struck me, you know, because we, like, you and I, we've been around this team for a while. I've been on this team for 10 years. It's been a last place team for a half decade consecutively now at this at this point in the season. They haven't spent a day outside last place until now. <laughs> uh, they're in their third place oh, or tied for second. I, I forget which, but it's been bad. And especially on defense. I mean, going back to the day they hired Matt Patricia, right? And they were the league's worst defense in every possible way it seemed like um in the first half of this season and to hear the words confidence and swagger and just kind of see it to kind of hear it and to kind of feel it when we're you know when you and I are in that locker room I think there's something to be said for that I don't know how many games that means they're going to win down the stretch I still think they're too deficient in too many ways they have some good teams coming up but in terms of progress being made I, I I do see it and you do feel it and you know confidence is the first step I mean you can't you can't run until you walk, right? Like the Lions can't be a good, respectable defense or even a competent one until they take the first step, which is knowing that they can do it to get to the point where they expect to do it. And I think that's that's kind of where they're at right now. And that, I think that's what I take away from some of the good things happening at this point. Yeah. 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 Taylor Decker said it. I'll end on this for that. Uh, he said, it's a lot easier to come to work, man. Yeah. It's a lot easier for these younger guys to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, you can see it and you can feel it, you know, when, when you're around. Um, and so let's, let's do that. Let's go into the locker room. But first, I mean, I, I really want to set this up with, um, with Dan Miller's yeah, call, absolutely. you know, and, and just give people a sense of what we're dealing with here on, on that fourth down play. So fourth and eight late in Chicago game on the line. You're, you're nursing a one point lead. Um, and this was, this was the call. Here we go, boys. Let's get off this field. Minute 12 to go. Fourth and eight, Chicago from their own 32. Lions lead it by one. There's the shotgun snap to Fields. He's back. Fields looking. Fields pressured. Fields keep from behind. He's going down. No, he stayed up. Fields, no, he's going down. Get him down. Get him down. Sacked. Three tries. Third time was the charm. Julian O'Quara finally took him down. 
Oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like that before. In your life have you seen anything like this kid? He stayed up, he stayed up, then they took him down, and the Lions, with 59 seconds to go, can put a nail in this game right here. And that's an all-time call there, Ben. We are joined now by the man in that call. Dan Miller, longtime play-by-play man with the Lions, uh, the sports director over at Fox 2 Detroit. Dan, what has this week been like for you after? I, I mean, I know your phone's blown up a little bit. Yeah. Gone a little viral after after that call. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's, you know, it just shows you the passion of, of these fans and they want to win so badly. And I think they feel like parts of that call probably echoed. What I've heard most from people is, you were saying the same thing I was saying in my living room and screaming at my TV. So I think that's the reason that it just kind of resonates from people is it's just, that was an unbelievable play. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really was. It was just one of the most fat. I've watched it now. I I said 30 earlier this week, I'm over 40 now. And I see something different every time. It's just a fascinating moment of football and desire on both sides. I talked to uh, Aaron Glenn and I'd asked him, uh, about his roller coaster of emotion during that play. And I thought about it later. I'm like, that's such a weird way to like refer to a play that a play could be <laughs> long enough to have a roller coaster of emotion. It was, we were talking off air, Dan, 10.8 seconds Crazy. on that play. It's a long time for a football play. What well, I guess, what was and, that roller coaster like for you? Well, and, and, and enough time that two guys can spin off him, not get the sack. Anzalone had an offensive lineman laying on top of him and he still got up and got back in the play and was there to help finish it. And, and even when Julian had him wrapped up, he still wouldn't go down. I mean, full credit to, to fields who's just an incredible athlete, but here's the emotion as I kind of reflected on it. I, I think before the play, your mind goes to all of the moments that haven't worked out for this football team. Your moment goes to, can this be different? Can this be like it was where they stopped Rodgers the week before? And I think, you know, we're all predisposed to what we've been exposed to. And and I think it's just really, you're thinking, can they do this? Can they stop this? Can this be over right here? And then the play starts and you get your answer. And it's just, look, We've been through so much with this football team, and I think more often than not, they've not answered those calls. They've not been the team that finished the game. And I think that goes into the moment, to your emotions, to your expectations, and to everything as you're watching it. And I think it felt like an eternity um, (laughs) as it went on. And and I'm just like thinking, what can possibly happen here? And then it's it's like you, you, you go a little bit from... The emotion, you, you go from doing your job of calling it to, I think you heard the emotion of me saying, just make the play. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love hearing you say that all the calls and texts are like, it was like you were sitting there watching with me. Cause like, I don't get a lot of call from my dad about games and stuff like that. He's like, you know, that Dan Miller guy is like, I thought he was sitting next to me on the couch in the game. I'm screaming that, but, uh. You're actually uh, our first Dungeon of Doom guest making your reappearance. And I remember the last oh, yeah. time we talked about some of your uh, favorite play call, like your favorite calls of all time. And it's just like, it's been pretty dire around here, as you've said. So yeah. it's just like recent history. This one's pretty clearly at the top, I would imagine. But I, just a week removed. How do you feel about this one as compared to some of those other favorite calls of yours? No, I think just the, the reaction that you get from people. And believe me, I never take it for granted. I'm, I'm incredibly blessed and and. Uh, humbled times a million. There's not even a word for what I feel for the 
positive comments that I get from people and, and the love that people have for this team and, and the way that they treat me and the acceptance that I've had over 18 years, it's, man, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, and um, like I said, I never take it for granted. And, and it's look, because you're hoping this is part of, and I make no bones about it. I root for this team because you're hoping this is part of a turnaround and that these young guys are getting it and that it's, it's, it, I hope it's an important moment. I don't know that we'll know that for a while, but you hope that it's part of something that indicates that this thing's headed in the right direction and that these players that made that play and those guys that held their coverage in the secondary are starting to understand what it takes to make plays at a critical time where one mistake can lose it because that's what good teams do. So it's right now it means a lot. Well, for a long time, Dan, we didn't see those stops. It's it's only been two weeks, but for two weeks now we have seen those stops. And so if nothing else, I, I don't think we can make a determination on – where this defense is, where this team is. It's so premature. And listen, the Packers were a, a struggling team when the Lions played them. The Bears have been a bad team this year too. But I think what we can say definitively is that there's a confidence that's mm-hmm. growing that they can do it. And confidence is the, it's, it, it, it's a long process, right? And this is one of the steps toward figuring it out. And this is one of the steps I think that they are figuring out is, hey, we have the confidence, we have the players that we can do this. Well, when you do it against Aaron Rodgers, which is huge. I mean, he got down to, what, the 17-yard line, and they were able to slam the door on him there. And how many times has that guy ripped the hearts out of right. Detroit Lions fans? And they were able to stop him. And then a, a red-hot quarterback who'd been playing well and running the ball well, they were able to finish the game there. And um, look, for these young guys – to be able to put that in their back pocket and say, okay, we did it. Now you can do it again. I think your point is a good one. Confidence is everything. Belief is everything. Dan Campbell talks about it all the time. Validation. Validation for the blood, sweat, and tears that you're leaving on the practice field and on the game field that what you're doing works and that what you're doing matters and the work you put in matters because it's paying off. If you continue to bang your head against the wall, do what these guys do on a daily basis, and there's no payoff, it's really hard to believe in what you're doing. Right. But when you start to get this and you guys feel the vibe around here, and I try to tell people, you have no idea what difference one win makes. And everybody's like, well, they're two and six. <laughs> no kidding. We understand that. <laughs> yeah. But to understand what that one win means to these players, it, it's significant. And two, really significant. And now you see where it goes. Yeah. It, it's so easy to dismiss the wins because they are three and six team. These teams that they're beating have been struggling. That's easy to say from the cheap seats. Go into the locker room right. after one of these games. Go into Chicago and go into that yeah. <laughs> cramped-ass right locker room <laughs> and shot. feel the energy. We were, I was talking to Julian Aquora, and he smiles, at, which, he, I mean, there was a time in this building where you didn't see a lot of smiles, and the right. and the feeling is loose, and the energy is there, and Aaron Glenn is walking by, and they just start jawing at each other. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen when you're losing, and the pressure builds, and it builds, and the builds, and the bad vibes build. I mean, as some point you have to kill that stuff before you can even think about becoming a, a good team there's no doubt and they are on that way well and and i'm sure you guys heard it and i heard it like after they beat green bay and you see the celebration of locker room people are like well why do they do that it's one win and, and now you're two and six because that's the nfl man and yeah. because every win is so important and the seven days that you put into build, and that's what i think makes this league special it's the seven days that lead up to every game you're not coming back tomorrow night you don't have a chance to do it again in game two of the series. It is one game and it's seven days where your whole life exists only to beat that one team. And when you do it, 
regardless of what your record is, there's a sense of accomplishment and a release where you can exhale and you can feel good about the work that you put in. And that's what's reflected in winning locker rooms around the NFL all the time. You come back on Monday and the realization of where you are in the next team you have to play. But for that moment, for that hour, for that evening, that win means a lot. You're echoing a lot of what Aaron Glenn had to say, I think, even after going back to the Green Bay game, but especially coming out of this game as well. So let's get to the defensive coordinator and hear what he had to say about that roller coaster of emotion uh, on that fourth down play. I think the most important thing is, uh, is for the players because this, they, they hear so much negativity that it's, it's tough. But again, man, if you just keep yourself in this cocoon like we have done, and just go out there and improve and continue to, to, to believe in who we are, believe in this team, believe in the defensive players that surround us. Listen, we're young and we know that. But again, like just to get a chance to do that and to feel that, that just breeds winning. You know, I've been a part of that. I've seen that happen. I've seen the change to where, I mean, once you start to do that, and you know, once guys start understanding and believing it and understanding how to win, all right, those things, um, start to really propel you as a team in general. On that final fourth down, just curious your, your perspective on that play, Aaron, and uh, maybe the, the roller coaster of emotion you might have been going through for you know 10 seconds, your, your coverage holding, the rush finally getting home. What was your yeah. emotion? Well, listen, like? that, that player, uh, Fields, who I'm talking about, is a really, really good player. He's caught, he caught a lot of flack last year. But, man, he's starting to really open up and, and be exactly who – the uh, reason why he was drafted that high. He's a lot stronger than I think a lot of teams give him credit for. And for us to just get that player down on the ground is a credit to our guys. And I think that the one thing that, that was most rewarding is one of our players who was Julian. Uh, he had him initially, <laughs> slipped off of him. Alex had him. But Julian was just relentless as far as his pursuit to get back up and go finish the play. And that's everything that we talk about. And that's everything who we are as a defense. And you start to really see that that stuff really start to show up. So that play was a pill to play for our guys to see it, just in general overall, to just like this is how we play. And that was good to see. After the game, uh, Julian was very complimentary of the, the back end. The guys in coverage were holding for that long. You know, he's talking about falling down, getting back up, finally yeah. getting a sack. And the guys in the back end making that possible by – covering for as long as they did. What did you see from, from Jeff and the rest of the guys in the back end? Well, I think we all understand that you know, Russian coverage, you know, matches each other. And just the coverage aspect of just challenging, having the mentality, listen, my man is not going to catch it. And that's something that's been preached to each and every one of those guys. And listen, I'm, I'm, I've been hard on those guys. And they know my mentality, they know how I am. And they've been up for the challenge. And this has been showing with those guys. So just like Julian said, man, it's, it's, it's outstanding to see, you know, those two dynamics really just marry up with each other because we're going to need it. Okay, Ben, let's go down to the locker room now and check in with uh, linebacker Alex Anzalone. I mean, he hit Justin Fields in the backfield a couple times and ultimately was uh, among the gaggle of guys who finally brought down Justin Fields. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of like you said, it's, you know, I think J.O. said to himself that once he missed that first one and then I, he saw me miss, he's like, I'm just going to hug him and tackle him high and not even try to hit him hard. Um, just because I feel like the more, I just said, the more you try to, you know, really try to thud him and hit him, 
the slippier, the more slippy it is. Credit to your DBs on that for you said man to man. Yeah. I mean, for them to cover as long as they did. Yeah, yeah. So we had, I think we had a. Middle field and another robber safety. So, um, you know, I feel like the DBs were confident in their matchups this week, and um, you know, to call that on fourth and whatever that was is you know credit to them as far as you know staying sticky and covering the guy and you know, no penalties or anything like that. So, so this is two straight, and neither one has been pretty, like, start to finish, but to make the plays that you need to at the end, what does that mean for the defense? What does that mean for the Yeah, team? like, you know, winning in, in the NFL is hard, and, um, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be, you know, the most dominant performance ever, and uh, obviously there are plays that all of us want back, and uh, we stuck together, and, you know, it was really a true team team win at the end of it, and um, that's what it takes to win this league, and Dan said that was the best thing, right? Just being able to kind of being down and survive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like we were down 14 points in the fourth quarter. And then Jeff got the pick six. And, you know, and you can credit that to, you know, Jeff made a great play, but then he had, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a complete yeah, yeah. team game. And in yeah, when it comes all together, that's when, um, you know, you start playing with confidence, playing with swagger. Let's go ahead and get first road win for Dan. Let's go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we need it. It was time. It was time. You mentioned confidence and swagger. I'm just curious how much of that stuff you guys feel. It's been such a long few years. You know how much yeah, do you feel, feel like that's coming back now? Yeah, I feel like you know, especially on defense. You know, we've been struggling earlier in the year, and um, you know, we even struggled today. But at the end of the day, two games in a row for it to be on the defense, the last play of the game, and win the game, and for for the team is definitely something that develops that confidence. Okay, Ben, I think, uh, you know, a lot of our focus has been on the pass rushers. The guys were going after Justin Fields. But obviously, uh, you know, you got a 10.8 second play. You got to have guys covering in the back end to make that play even possible. Um, so let's check it with Jeff Okuda, who had a hell of a game, uh, allowed zero catches, uh, including on that faithful play. Okay, Jeff, so we've been t- you know talking to people about what happened that fourth down play. Uh, I timed it. It was 10.8 seconds that you were in coverage. So, like, we're in the locker room after the game. I thought it was interesting because I, I was talking to Julian about him taking down field. He's like, yeah, but without these guys covering in the back end, um, you know, it doesn't happen. So, what, I guess, what, what was that play like for you and, you know, just being in coverage for, for that long? Obviously, like, honestly, once it got to, like, seven or eight seconds, I, I started looking in the backfield and seeing what was going on. It was taking so long. Yeah. So, I, I had a good uh, viewpoint to just watch, like, that whole him throwing people off and – I was like, bro, please get him down. Please get him down. So when he got down, man, I was too excited. <laughs> what do you think? I, when I, was, I was, at one point, I just started watching what was going on back there. Like, my man might disappeared a little bit. I was just watching what was happening back there. Yeah, I was going to say, when you're looking back and forth, you see Alex and you see Julian <laughs> was, and then they come back. I was like, hold on, the bomb better not come next. But he, eventually he went down. I was too happy. How tired were you after after that play? I was tired, but the good thing is we got. To, I knew it was gonna lead to a dub at the end of yeah. it, so like it's easy to tolerate like that. Yeah. What was it like watching that play in the film room with either your your position or the defense? I don't know, but uh, what was it like watching that play in the in the room? Nothing compared to watching it live. Like yeah. not nothing compared to that because I didn't know what was gonna happen next. I was just praying that he got him down. Like, yeah. Please get him down. Don't let anything crazy happen. <laughs> get him down in the game. All right, Ben. Let's let's wrap this baby up uh, with the man of of the moment, the guy who ultimately got to Justin Fields, edge rusher Julian Aquaro. 
Just walk us through that 10.8 seconds, what that was like, going at fields, going at them again. I mean, you're on the, you're on, your, on the ground at one point. What was that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely kind of like a really ultimate definition of kind of fishing ball game out there. For me, um, especially for the especially the defense, really, I think that's a huge step, like, like we said. And just the right direction in terms of just like coverage and then D-line work together, you know, get back, get at the quarterback, especially the whole game. I think we did a great job. So, especially on that fourth down, I mean, I think, like I said, credit to the DBs for covering for that long. So, I know that's a lot of, it's a long time to be running around, chasing somebody around, covering. So, props to those guys, props to the other defensive ends that are collapsing their pocket for that side. And Enzo coming down there, making the play. I mean, everybody, everybody is getting a piece, kind of making them flustered in there, which is really ultimately what you want, what you want as a defense, really make the quarterback panic and make those bad decisions. So, I mean, it was definitely awesome. Really, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the one other on statue kind of coming up, coming up with that stat, but I mean, as a whole, everybody had a piece to do it. Everybody on the, on the field, everybody played that game. I mean, he was already, I mean, kind of worried about getting out, getting out of the pocket that whole game. So I think it's like the prior pressure that we had on him allowed us to be able to make that play uh, when, it, when it really mattered. You, uh, you, I mean, you broke contain a little bit at the very start of the game. You got loose for 28 yards. I'm curious how much you had to get a feel for. Justin Fields and how he ran and, and 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 if that helped you at the end of the game to bring yeah. him, to bring him down. Oh uh, yeah, it was actually kind of funny because I mean once I, I mean once I realized it was read zone and he was keeping it, uh, I was like running after him. I mean for, for me, I, I feel like I'm pretty fast. So um, when I was running after him, I think I remember myself actually like chasing after him. I was like, wow, I'm actually like I didn't know if my legs were warm or not. I was like, he's yeah, he's pulling away. He got breakaway speed, so he's definitely a super fast quarterback, agile. Knows how to use his weight distribution. He has terms of what he wants to get off him and just really how to how to get out the pocket. Really, he's a very quarterback you know he'll, he'll hurt you with his legs and stuff like that which you know he had a great hit a 67 yard run on that and we got to clean that stuff up but you know, he's he's definitely a tough guy to bring down and with the game that he had when you missed that first shot at him on that last play what is going through your head when you see him bouncing around still honestly just finish really i mean just get back up hot stove like we always talk about the worst place to be on the football field is on the ground so i, I just had to, <laughs> i really like in my head i was just like no i gotta make this play so just yeah. get up really as fast as i can just gotta get back up there because for me i was like okay if i lost contain and I'm the contained guy. That means the right side is completely open right now. So I just had to get back up and just, you know, just have him flustered back there and get back up. So, so I can't, I can't imagine ending up on the ground as your like your game plan going into that play. So can, can you just like walk us through your responsibilities, your plan on that play, and maybe like how you still made the play despite everything that happened? Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I had like a double team on me at first. I think the tight end and the tackle kind of worked out my way. Um, so I was trying to compress the pocket. I lost contain, kind of came back under, um, and then really just. At that point, it was really about making a play, and you could tell that he was kind of, I mean, already kind of working his way to kind of use. Was, wasn't trying to throw at that point. He was looking to kind of get out of pocket, find somewhere to plant his feet and throw. So for me, it was really just kind of, you know, just finishing really and just getting up and just hustle really. I mean, it was a minute left, and then you just got to go all out for a minute of the game or eight seconds, whatever, how many, how long the uh, play count, uh, counted for really. So it's really just about urgency, being urgent, um, just getting back up and not sitting there complaining when you're on the ground and really just finding a way to finish the game really. So that's really what it was about as defense, just finishing the game overall. No matter, no matter if you're on the ground, no matter what circumstance, you got to be get up and finish the play really. That's two weeks now in a row where the defense has made that play in crunch time, right? And against two good quarterbacks, too, and Rodgers, and we've all seen how Justin Fields is running um, lately. So I guess, like, my question, something we've been talking about on the podcast, is yeah, how much confidence does that give you guys as a defense? How much can this be a jumping-off point for you guys you know, going right. forward? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, there are a lot of games where we, uh, um, I mean, another team will have a break or a decent amount of lead, and 
it's kind of kind of playing a catch-up game. So it was awesome to kind of see us from an offensive and defensive perspective where we had a defensive touchdown this uh, this past game, which I don't think we've had all year. Um, just being able to get the sacks, just to flush the quarterback, and just everything really playing from all cylinders, um, all three phases of the game for special teams, offense, and defense. I mean, offense, three and out. We got three and out. So, I mean, just being able to complement our defense and, you know, making the plays when it, when it did really count, um, especially towards the end of the game. We had a sack, three and out, and one, another sack, and just being able to finish down the fourth down. So it was just awesome as a whole defense really to know that we can't finish out of the game. Yeah. We can't come back from these deficits and um, just really just finding ways to win and not, not being up beating ourselves really. So um, I think that was a huge step in the right direction. We just, we just got to continue that and make sure we finish games throughout the rest of the season. You guys have seen some lean times as a team, as a, as a defense in the past couple of years. I guess getting back-to-back wins and doing it the way that you did with the defense, I guess just how much does that change the vibe, change the energy? Like, like what was the bus ride like to the airport? What was right. the, the, the plane ride home? And did you feel like the pressure maybe lifting a little bit that yeah, you guys, I mean, hey, we can do this? Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't even pressure. It was just more really about I mean, being excited for each other and knowing that we can hang with people. We can beat people on the floor. We can win these games, which we, we, which we expect to every, every week go out there and play. So, I mean, it was just really awesome for us. Um, especially getting on, getting to a plane, getting on the bus, and just after the game, knowing mm-hmm. we won. I mean, it, it always sucks when you lose. I mean, you can tell everybody kind of gets quiet, kind of, you know, just watching the tape, and they're like, oh, I could have done this, or we should have done that stuff. And it was just nice to, you know, look back and be like, okay, we had no regrets. We left it all on the table. We competed. We did everything we can. We win this game. We just come out and win columns. So it was awesome for everybody, really. Um, especially for me. I mean, in the past three years, I mean, definitely haven't had the best NFL record from my point of view. Um, yeah. Just losing games. and it's, It sucks, really. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad we were able to, you know, find ways to turn this around. And, you know, we're building, still, still building day by day. So I'm just excited to be a part of it. And that's really ultimately really part of running the program. And I want to be able to be here to build this and change this program into a winning program. So um, that's really what I'm excited about. Just building up on top of that and getting the world. So just building. What's it been to see the kind of contribution? I mean, you've been here three years. Guys like Hodge, Joseph, Aleem, like the young nucleus on that defense making the plays. What's that mean to be a part of that? Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it, I mean, just having rookies or even second-year guys who are out here taking bigger steps than they did uh, their first year. Um, even guys like Hugs making plays. Um, I mean, you can tell he's excited. The energy he brings. Um, Aline, just the energy he brings. Uh, you can just tell how he's training and fighting in, in those double teams. That's how hard are. they all go unnoticed, especially for interior D-linemen. It's hard for them to get sacks because they're always sitting there pocket-pushing and stuff like that, kind of mirroring the quarterback. So I think it's just awesome that we're all sitting here playing for each other. And then D-barring, even guys on special teams making plays. Malcolm, all the guys are that battling just crazy to see them develop really game by game. Um, even me, I'm trying to work on my game and develop. Um, so, I mean, once I see their level rising up, I'm picking it up on myself and try to take accountability for myself and try to raise my game too. So, let's go. This has been Ben Raven and Kyle Mikey of M Live's Detroit Lions Beat. Thank you for listening to the Dungeon of Doom, an M Live Detroit Lions podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Acast, Apple, Spotify, Google. Like I said, wherever you get them and listen to them, make sure to subscribe to the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks again.